What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau, the podcast where I, Cherie Laveau, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and ask all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, we're diving into the real reality of Reality Recap. I have Deeply Superficial returning to discuss all the old episodes of Housewives she's watching to create new videos for her YouTube channel. I explain what had me specifically so triggered by Crystal at the RHOBH reunion. We discuss all of the mishandlings that we heard about at BravoCon. We get real about coochie cravings and brown dick bassett. Establish the difference between a lead and a protagonist. And specify what we feel could save Beverly Hills. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Hey love. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm good. Ah, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you feeling? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing, you know, I'm having a bit of a crazy day start, but all's well that's that that's gonna end well, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have you here today basically to just talk about all the reality TV that you've been watching, what's been going on with you, what have you been seeing in the news and all of those things are the things, right? So so how much attention have you been paying to reality TV news recently? Well, with BravoCon this past weekend, I was on the edge of my seat for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think BravoCon has been a bit of a... Um, Let's see, what's the politically correct word that I can use? Shit show? <laughs> if you will. Um, I've heard lots of things, lots of good things, lots of bad things. And I'm just going to let it unfold because there's a lot of people coming on the pod who have been to BravoCon recently. And hopefully they feel comfortable talking about their experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it seems like kind of the logistics of the event was a little crazy, like maybe too many people or it sounds like the Beverly Hills panel was like a total chaos disaster. But I mean, the news that came out of it was definitely pretty crazy. Was incredible. Um, What's been going on with your channel recently? Give the family an update. Well, yeah, so my most recent video since I was last on, I published one about Dubai, and then I did one, I had done one on rookie season, so I posted a follow-up with kind of going through um, the performances of five more rookies. Love. Now, do you know what's coming up next? Yes, so I'm working on one having to do with New York, and one having to do with OC. And then I have a couple, what? I'm sorry, what? Um, So, yeah, so, and then maybe a couple more kind of sprinkled in there, but those are the two big ones that I've been working on, which hopefully in the next one, the New York one will come out sooner. The OC one probably around early December. Sweet. 
Well, you know, I'm waiting with bated breath. <laughs> How do you feel about the new New York cast? I'm intrigued for sure. Like, I understand a lot of the pushback just because, you know, we had the core, I think, people loved so much and just were so used to. And I, I think we're all kind of a little bit change averse, but I think it's definitely a needed step. And I'm intrigued for sure by what I've seen. I'm not I'm not as down on it as a lot of other people. I'll definitely watch and I'm um, pretty interested in a lot of the ladies that have been presented to us. What do you think? I don't know any of the women on the mm-hmm. cast. So I don't have an opinion about any of them yet. I've kind of read a little bit on each one of them. And I'm excited because I do feel like this was needed. I agree with you on that. But this is where stand culture goes negative. I'm pissed there's no Ebony. I'm yeah. pissed. There's no, I'm, I'm upset. There's no Ebony. I, and I don't like it. Yeah. So, I know I'm a little surprised that they didn't have somebody um, that was on previously, that it's like a total new cast. Yeah. Like, it's completely new. Like, I thought they were going to at least have Ebony back. But I... uh, Maybe she just didn't want to do it. Maybe the time... Maybe the moment came and passed for her and she was like, you know, I wanted to do it at first and now I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. Y'all can she was it. at BravoCon though, wasn't she? I heard she was at BravoCon. Like I heard a couple people met her. Um, oh. I didn't really see any pictures of her, but I did hear that she was there. Yeah. Which I mean, she lives in New York City, so it's probably like that's down true. The it's an easy, anyway. yeah. It wasn't like a big production for her. That's true. Right. Um, it's like just you know throwing on a coat and going down, you know, three or four <laughs> blocks. Yeah. So you were. I don't know. I think it'll be. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. I'm intrigued by enough of the women. And I know a lot of people are down. Like, two of them seem to be pretty clear influencers. And a lot of people are really upset about that. But that doesn't really bother me. I'm not, like, I don't, unless you're on a reality show, I don't really follow a lot of influencers. So I'm not exhausted by this culture. I find it kind of interesting. So I'm excited to see. It seems like Sai and Lizzie are kind of, um, like, that's their main gig, that they're influencers. So I, I think that'll be interesting to see kind of what that lifestyle's like and how it kind of impacts. Obviously, they can't be, you know, Instagramming them filming. So will that right. kind of change their influencing or will we see more snippets just because that's a part of their life, you know? Like, I don't know. I'm intrigued by it. And Jenna Lyons, she's the one, you know which one I'm talking about? She was kind of the big name. She she was with J Crew for a while. She's definitely the one that I think is like the the I'm really intrigued by. Okay, uh, uh, when you said J Crew, that trick that triggered who she was for me. I know who yeah. she is based on her working with J Crew. Yeah, um, and she has glasses. She has kind of an interesting look and kind of like more like maybe a more edgy. Like it seems like she has some real clout in the fashion world, but like isn't you know like preppy upper east sider type so i think that she's definitely a different type of housewife and and they seem to make the biggest deal about her so i'm i'm excited to see i'm excited to see too i think that you know if i like i wasn't as attached to new york as as as, you know the rest of the world is Mm -hmm. i was in and out of new york i appreciated New, new york for what it was but it was never like my franchise yeah 
So them having a completely new cast really doesn't bother me, especially because they have a whole legacy show coming out with a lot yeah, of the exactly. old yeah. cast members. It's like they aren't dead. Yeah, we're still getting them. We and there's you know. 13 seasons for us to watch if we want to revisit, you know. Right. Like y'all got 13 years. Y'all like like they're just gonna <laughs> scrub them from the internet forever and start over like they never existed. Yeah. God bless you. But um you were telling me that working on the content that that you're working on for your future videos, that you're work that you're rewatching a lot of old seasons. Mm-hmm. Tell me tell me about the old shows you're watching and what they kind of what are the feels that you're getting? Okay, so I've been watching, like I said, I'm working on one about New York and just recently, yesterday, I was watching season 10 and oh my God, it's the one Bethany and Carol are falling out. Dorinda's just uh, a crazy person. I just watched that scene where her and Beth, Dorinda and Bethany go to Puerto Rico and Dorinda is like <laughs> wasted at dinner with these professionals who have spent their life like helping with charity and she's like, just like going, she's just being so like weird um so that was <laughs> no no not 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 sonia dorinda D- dorinda she's... i'm sorry yeah 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 she um she's like talking about how like none of the work is helping in haiti like her ex-husband tried and like all of this stuff and it's just so like Ooh. strange she's i know she's with these people <laughs> who have like spent their life like I don't know, helping with like after earthquakes and things like that. And it's just like, what is it's going their day on with job her? doing charity work? Yeah. And she's like, like nothing you do matters. <laughs> yeah. She's like, uh, okay. Um, okay, yeah. And a, I know. And it, <laughs> um, so I don't know. That was just kind of wild to um, revisit, especially now. Like, I don't know. You just kind of worry about, about Dorinda. But. So yeah, so I was watching that season. Um, I want to save some of my thoughts for the video. Um, That's fair. But but yeah, so um, so I was watching that. Um, rewatching some of my favorite like uh, seasons of OC. I'm watching kind of earlier OC, um, and it's just you know it's just so funny. Vicky Gumbelson is just so funny. I could watch Vicky Gumbelson scream on a loop for hours yeah like i could just hear her impulsively react to things like when i think about vicky gumbleson i only think about her screaming so when i hear vicky gumbleson i hear like i hear i hear it's like i only hear vicky gumbleson screaming that's all i think about when i hear vicky god bless her um, how do you think she feels that Tamara's coming back to Orange County? I mean, I think she, she would. Yeah, I mean, I think she's definitely feeling jealous, and I think she probably feels kind of undervalued. You know, like I don't know, maybe like her, she's not being respected by the community. Though, did you see that video of a a girl crying about meeting Vicky, and then it's like everybody screaming Vicky? Oh Vicky. It was so. It's like this will be me. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that she's feeling kind of jealous, but also, you know, happy for Tamara, but, you know, I, I think that she's pretty forthright in her, her feelings that it's not the right decision. <laughs> How much pressure do you think she put on Tamara to bring her in for a scene? Because people are, people are losing their shit after, 
that the Trace Amigas filmed the theme. I know. I mean, do you think I she threatened know. her? I don't think she threatened her. I think Tamara probably wanted her. her to come. Do you think she threatened her? I don't know. I think, I think Tamara probably wanted her to, especially for that big like moment in the trailer. You know, like Vicky. Um, yeah, so, I think she yeah. held a gun to her head personally. <laughs> Maybe I guess we'll we'll have to see if Tamara looks. You know, like my, she's trying to call for help and they show it. My theory is she kidnapped Eddie and she held him ransom until she until <laughs> she guaranteed that she'd bring her on camera. Shout out to Eddie. I hope that didn't affect his heart any. God, Lord knows he doesn't need any stress right now. But when I think about OC, for some reason, the classic seasons of OC, I always think about Gretchen, I think about Alexis, mm-hmm. I think about even like Megan King, Edmund, mm-hmm. little bit of Lydia. Like, I just think about, like, I'm not exactly sure what season time span that is because my entire life is one big blur at this point. But mm-hmm. it's just those, like, those classic, like, earlier midway seasons, like, kind of like yeah. season five to maybe like nine ish. Yeah. Ah. Uh, the good old days. I know. And then especially now with me doing my second podcast, Housewives History, we're going back and recapping like the most iconic shows that aired during the week that we're doing the episode. And I realize I have a lot more fun watching old, old, the older episodes of of Housewives and I would just rather sit and recap the old episodes Me too. No, one, 100% same. Uh, I know, I felt up. that like with watching these most recent episodes like Salt Lake City, I mean it's really good but it's like so intense and so action packed that like I watched yeah. it but like I don't know how much, like I need to watch it a couple times to like fully retain like what is going on, you know, like I don't know, I, yeah. I feel like I don't like Maybe it's like having, I don't know, like watching seasons back is a lot easier for me than watching as they're airing. Like it's almost, I don't know, it like overwhelms me in a way. Or maybe it's like you don't know the, like there's no completion as it's airing. Like you're still waiting for the new episode. So like something about it, it, yeah, I feel like I don't retain it as well. I can agree with that. I feel like it's way more intense because like, like I feel like like watching um this whole thing with like Whitney and like writing the letter to the church well downloading mm-hmm. the letter from the website to <laughs> sign and send to the church but that in itself I just find to be fun like she downloaded a letter from quitmormon.com and she's acting <laughs> like this is like some extenuating like process where she has to send a vial of blood into the church like you download I don't know. I think that they are. Yeah, but I think that they are. Like, she talked about how they'll keep contacting you and they keep having your information until you, like, formally end that relationship kind of a thing. I don't know. I think it's, like, a pretty intensive. Like, they'll keep trying until you're, like, it's not going to happen. I think the leading up to it is the most intense part. Like, the emotional distress of it all. Mm-hmm. But she was acting like the actual act of leaving the church like the actual act of writing this letter and doing all of this that was the hard part I was like you downloaded the letter and signed it like the scene was three (laughs) minutes long but like I get how intense that act is of like being followed and you know all of that and all of this and the third and the church keeping tabs on you 
the leading up to it was the intense part for me, but it seemed like it was pretty easy for yeah, her to just download the like, like isn't that difficult? Yeah. Like quitmormon.quitmormon.com is just fun. Like, like to me that whole this is why Salt Lake City is so iconic to me for all uh-huh. the wrong reasons. Because it's like, it is, like, in theory, it is this really big thing of, like, you quitting the church, yet you're doing it through quitmormon.com. Like, it, like, it just sounds so, like, it sounds like a website that was built during the days when they were sending you the internet on CD in the mail. <laughs> I mean, it, maybe it was one of the first reasons that people made the internet is so that they could stop the Mormon church from following them. <laughs> Shout out AOL. Christ almighty. How are you feeling about Potomac right now? I'm into it. Um, I just was catching up. I feel like this is gonna definitely be a good season for Ashley. I'm I, although I guess like I don't know, the divorce is a little questionable, but I hope that it's it goes through. I think that's gonna be the best thing for Ashley. And I really wanna see her in her single era. Do you um, think she's actually going to have a single era? I mean, I hope so. I feel like she'd be so much fun. Well, apparently she... I don't watch... What was it? Summer House? That she, mm-hmm. like, hooked up with some guy from another show. But I don't know. Oh. I really want... Like, I feel like Ashley's just so much fun. And, like, yeah, Michael has brought a lot of messy storylines. And, like, the other women reacting to him is fun and all of that. But, like, I don't know. You know, six seasons of it was enough. Like, I'm ready for... Yeah a new era and she's just such a fun like good time girl you know that mm-hmm. I feel like her in her single era would just be like so much fun like I hope we have a couple seasons where she's just dating and free and happy and then you know maybe she can meet someone and settle down again I'm hoping so too like I want to see Ashley have a truth thought era like I feel like <laughs> that little time when she moved out and got the little apartment down to the uh maryland i feel like that was cute or whatever but we really didn't see her doing that that was just really her like oh i'm teaching michael a lesson but i'm gonna go back to school eventually yeah and then with this it almost feels like she's just using the word divorce as a storyline because even now she said at BravoCon she's still living with michael wait she did yes like no. I just saw an in- Yes. I just no. saw an interview. No. Yes. 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 This is why I'm asking these questions the way that I'm asking them. Because I listen, I tried to defend Ashley when she said she was buying a house with Michael. I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt and say, Oh, say, oh, oh, oh well, okay, just, well. Yeah maybe they're just trying to keep from uprooting the um kids and like shuffling them between two houses so they're gonna buy a stable home for them to be in and just go back and forth on their week on and week off michael come and stay with the kids for a week ashley come and stay with the kids for a week and so that way they have have a house they said they were putting it in the llc i thought uh, okay cool so you're gonna establish a business and an llc for the kids throw a trust in there put some money in there build some interest you you know you're setting the um kids up okay this sounds right then coochie cravings came into play no oh my god speaking of what's your coochie craving by the way i don't know for someone on bravo for someone on bravo do you have any specific people no not really no specific bravo coochie cravings (laughs) no okay fair enough fair enough uh I, i just feel like i have to ask 
people now because I the, the words coochie craving. I hate it. It's so gross. It's a it's a car crash. It's like I can I it sounds terrible. It is the grossest thing to listen to. I never want to hear it, but I can't stop. Especially it. about Michael Darby. Like, oh my god. Who Ugh. wants to whose coochie is craving for Dobby? I for don't Harry know. Yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, I get he's like very, very wealthy, but Ashley's beautiful. She's famous. Like you can get a wealthy guy that's not not only like not attractive, but also like actively treats you terribly, cheats on you, humiliates you, like I don't know. It's just like nearly gaslights you you into having threesomes. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You don't need to do all of this for you know, I don't know. Maybe she sees something in Michael. I mean, clearly she sees something what? in Michael that we don't see. <laughs> you know, like That's I don't know. Tell us what the fuck it is. Because him being I don't a know because it does not. No, and it's to like no coochie or you're craving. No, and like if sometimes I can, it seems like people are a lot more attractive in person versus on TV. But all of the other women are like, you know, repelled by Michael Darby. So like I don't know what it is it's just it's just ashley ashley's just so like unconventional you know she's gonna do the weird thing and i guess the weird thing is michael darby yeah she marches to the beat of her own broken drum um i would love to know like i just need to know what it is about you know what it is about michael darby that has her so infantilized because she will sit here and say I can't deal with him cheating on me he's this he's that and then she'll be like well you know she'll she'll have this whole argument with Giselle about her getting back with Pastor Holy Whore yeah like she's justifying her getting back with Michael yet she's bringing that up as a defense for her getting divorced and still living with Michael I was like what is that what are you what are you talking about what are you saying what do you say? And then when you use the words coochie craving, last time I'm going to use this and then I'm going to get off of it, I swear. I just, with Ashley, you know, I have to wonder because, you know, like we just said, she's going to do the weird thing, right? Is, when she says coochie craving, is her coochie solely craving Michael or is she craving coochie? I don't know. Hopefully the latter. Because she's had a history of bisexuality. I yeah. She's craving a little coochie. I'm going to get yeah, you a pee. Maybe, maybe you and Candace can go to the W with brown dick bastard. <laughs> Speaking of, how do you feel about Chris sliding that? Sliding the Ashley DMs at 242 in the morning, considering all of the circumstances. I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't think it's, like, all that weird because they are kind of, like, in a way, a friend group. And I think that Chris is also, um, you know, like, kind of a party guy. Like, I don't think he was... Like, like if he was going to hit on someone, I don't think it would be, like, her castmates who are incentivized to bring this all up on camera. Like, I don't think that it was anything um, inappropriate. And same with the Giselle thing. Like, I, I really don't think that it was anything inappropriate it was just we're friends thinking what do you think 
I think the same thing. I was with Robin. I was like, I just yeah, think Chris Bassett is too smart for that. I feel like yeah. Chris coaches Ashley on how to deal with these women and he knows Giselle for her work. Why would she be the person who DMs these slides then if he was gonna fly? Yeah. You know what I'm no, saying? I, yeah. Like it, that and would be really, really dumb. Like that, I don't know. So stupid. Like just go file for divorce. Like why 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 go through the trouble? Like, are you just trying to give Candace a storyline as what a parting gift that you can't pay her alimony? Like what like 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 what like why would you do that? Right? Yeah. And then with the whole thing with Ashley, one he works at the W. Yeah. He manages the rooftop. So I'm sure it's less like, oh, you should come get a hotel room with me at the W. And more so like, hey, since you out going to the bar drinking at 2.30 in the morning, why don't you come to my job where I can hook yeah. you up? You can get a discount and I can also get the publicity of having you in the bar. Hello? Yeah. Like and it makes top of it. total sense, yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like they're in a well, they're in a friend group. Even though Candace and Ashley don't fucking like each other, Giselle and Ashley don't fucking like, or um, Giselle and Candace don't fucking like each other for real. So I don't understand why those would be the women whose DMs he would fly. Like, like that just yeah. didn't make sense to me. And then I went like, I get why Ashley did didn't respond. However. There was nothing, in, there was, the message he sent was just suggestive enough to be spent into something that it wasn't, but wasn't suggestive enough to be definitive evidence that he's trying to be a creep. Yeah. It's just annoying. I just, it's just annoying. And then on top of that, I'm not going to believe a goddamn thing that Giselle says, because when it comes to Giselle and, uh, and uh, other people's marriages, we already mm-hmm. know how she operates. So there's nothing that I have to say positively about Giselle personally. No, I've I've like always loved Giselle. Like I don't know, I was just like dazzled by her when I first started watching the show, but she's kind of losing me, honestly. Like not I think she's a good housewife, but it's like I don't know, I don't like when people go after each other's marriages and like things like that. Like it's just a little bit like I don't know. Leave some things alone unless it's like the the housewife who's affected brings it up first or something like I don't know. It's it's just like, don't mess in something like that. Giselle lost me quick. Listen, really? I was a big, I was a big fan of her when the when the show first started. I loved her. I thought she was beautiful. I thought yeah, her 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 her, her taglines were simple but effective. Word on the street is I'm the word on the street. Like I thought that was iconic. But then I saw how low she was willing to go. Yeah. Like the whole free Uncle Ben t-shirt, that was just, that left a sour taste in my mouth, even though it was funny. Yeah. And I gave her a pass on that because she wore that shirt to a press conference that- Yeah, Karen like to make to TV, yeah. Out. Yeah, like yeah. all of that was TV. So I was like, yeah. all right, fair game. You're going to hold a whole press conference on a reality TV show to talk about your tax issues that are allegedly so sensitive. This t-shirt is fair game. Fine. Okay, cool. But then I started like looking at her sideways when Monique came on the show and like she and she was like, oh, so you don't have a home? Like somebody really gonna let somebody on a reality TV show called The Real Housewives who's homeless. Mm-hmm. First of all, like that was just stupid. 
that was just stupid. But then with the whole uh, Chase may not be Chris Samuel's baby and Candace putting it out that there was some plotterization to bring on storylines onto the show to talk about and this, that, and the third. That just loses me because it's like she does anything to try to go after anybody else's relationship. And it seems like she's just a floppy ghost producer. And I don't mm-hmm. like, it's just not, she, she, she's not good at it. She's not good at it. Especially because she's such an easy read. Like Giselle is such an easy read. Like, like she's such an easy comeback. People can read her down no matter what she throws at them. People can talk about the fact, how you gonna talk about my husband when you don't have one? How you gonna talk about the fact that you got back with your cheating ass husband and he still cheated on you? How you gonna talk about me when you look the way you do? Like, what you mean? Like, your wigs is drier than your driveway. Like, what you mean? Like, Giselle is such an easy read. I could go on for an hour. But why be so malicious? Speaking yeah. of malicious, how do you feel about Robin's new hair color? I don't know. I, fr- I mean, it was very striking at first. But I don't know. In the, in her confessional, I think it looks really good. I actually love that, like where it's like one shoulder, kind of like. Um, I think there it looks pretty, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm used to her as a blonde. We can say. What do you think? I, I didn't like it in the confessional. Really? I liked it better in the scene because it looked like she just got her hair dyed. In the confessional, it felt like she had a full-blown human hair, 200-density lace front wig on. <laughs> and I didn't like that. Like, I, I don't like when your hair looks like a wig, per se. But I don't... I have liked the color on her. I'm not sold on the color on her. I'll put it like that. Like, I don't... In, I, I have liked it. I don't all the hate. It's not my fave, I guess. Um, I'm ready for her to go back to blonde. I'm me too. I'm yeah, glad she back to blonde. <laughs> it was a fun okay. little phase. Very cute, but let's get back that to was it. A, yeah, like that. Like that was a cute phase. I hope that yeah. was a semi-permanent wash. That she did. <laughs> I hope that wasn't like some permanent hair dye. Like I hope you didn't fully commit to that. Yeah. Go back to the blonde girl. It's cute. Because her hair in the promo pic, that little bob with the flip out at the end. That little oh, yeah. Yeah, out, that was cute. That was, I was like, okay, Robin is in true form. Why do you think she does the same pose in all of her promo pictures? She knows what works. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that whole promo, like, it's just stunning. The red with, like, the chandeliers and all of that. Oh, my God. It's just gorgeous. I said that their season three, season four, or their season four, season five promo with the green. Is that with the green? With the yeah, yeah. Trend. Yeah. I felt like that was their glow up cast photo. And uh-huh. like this season is their takeover cast photo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it you is- can tell that the network is like, okay, Potomac is like at this point our top show. They're you the know, new money it maker. seems like they're getting, yeah, and it seems like they're getting, you know, that high budget photo shoot and all of that kind of stuff, which, you know, as they should. They deserve, they deserve all yes. the promo. They're getting like all the social media promo. Mm-hmm. They're getting all this behind the scenes footage. They're getting everything. I love yeah. it for Potomac. I know. And I well, love- and because they, 
like 100% earned it. Like it's one that's really never gotten like there, you know, there's been seasons that I like more than others, but it's always good. There's never been a bad and, and the casting is so good. Like it's not, you know, even though I'm like so attached to the OGs, I think even the newbies they've added are good for the show. And yeah, no, they just are making really great choices over there. And then part of the reason why I like Potomac so much is even the newbies, like, which the newbies at this point are what? Candace and that. Well, no, not Candace and Mia. Mia and Wendy. Wendy. They even almost feel like they've been there for more than one or two seasons. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, it almost feels like they're not as new as they are. Yeah. They're more ingrained in the group. Yeah. How do you feel about Sharice coming back? I don't know. I've never been a big Sharice person. Like, I just don't feel like she has, like, the it factor on camera, especially compared to, like, Karen and Giselle and Ashley and stuff. Like, you know, she just didn't pop as much to me. But I actually didn't mind her in these um, past, what was it, two episodes. Um, But I don't know. Like, I definitely am not, like, wanting her back full time. But, like, you know, I don't mind if she's there a little bit. But, yeah, she's just, she's never been, been one of my favorites. I've never, like, she always seems like somebody who should have been on Basketball Wives, not Real Housewives to me. She gives me very Basketball Wives. Her and Robin both actually give me very Basketball Wives feed. Um, Well, to be fair, you know, they they are Basketball Wives. (laughs) (laughs) They are. But, um, Sharita, cha-cha, listen, cha-cha, I ain't got no beef with you, but you give me very Deshaun Snow. Yeah, yeah. And that should tell you exactly what I think about her. (laughs) But also seeing her makes me remember why I can't stand when housewives show up to scenes in head-to-toe labels and designer clothing. Uh Because seeing her in, like, a Versace t-shirt and Versace leggings, (laughs) it was like, why are you wearing this expensive-ass athleisure wear? Like... You're wearing leggings and a t-shirt. It doesn't make you look like, it just makes you look cheap wearing this big ass Versace cross your titty. Your big ass titty. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, I don't, I don't like, is the casting that bad down, down to the Potomac? Yeah, I don't know. I was excited Katie was back. Do you like Katie? I, I want, I would have rather than brought Katie back. Yeah, me too. I'm always on board. (laughs) I'm always here for Katie. Always. Especially because as much as I like to think that I present myself as a Monique Samuels of the world, in reality, I actually feel like I present more of a Candace Dillard Bassett. (laughs) However, I I think the people see me as more of a Katie Ross. Okay. It's like your you know? your astrology, like which are you like on the your sun sign versus your moon sign or whatever. Literally, I think I present that my as a Katie, but I'm really a Candace. That, like, I, I, like I, I think I'm a Monique, but I'm really a Katie. But people meet me and they think I'm a Candace until they get to know me and they realize I'm a Katie. <laughs> God bless. Who's your Who's your What's your housewife's chart? Ooh, okay. 
God, I don't know. I'd really need to sit there and think about this, but I love this <laughs> idea of like, you know, like one's your sun, your moon, your rising. I'm still not like, I'm not like that into like IRL astrology. So I don't know right. exactly what all of them are, you know, but I don't know. I feel like I, I have just... some Camille in me. Um, some... I just thought of one. Oh my God, just a couple days ago. And now I can't, I, I can't bring it to mind. I don't they know, but I'll, I'll think about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> they rest, Nick. <laughs> I, just, I just thought I would just throw out a random name and just see what <laughs> Listen, I love, listen, Faye Resnick. I, I love the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. Yeah. I wish she would have I love when she just randomly, yeah, I, I love when she just kind of randomly pops up here and there, like at Kyle's party and just is like defending Kathy randomly, like. Yeah, I like her. I wish that she would have been... Yeah. Yeah, I wish that early on she would have been... Like, you know, we would have gotten a season with her or something. I guess we got her a little bit as a friend, but... I wish we would have gotten her as, like, a real friend of... I think that was before they were really doing, like, official friends of the show. Yeah, well, she was in season three. In season three, Mm -hmm. she was an official friend of... But I don't know. And I guess in season six... Yeah, and in season six, she was featured pretty heavily because they had um Catherine remember that was friends yes. with, she was friends with Nicole no 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 Faye's friends with Nicole mm-hmm. um the Brown Simpson whatever and then Catherine I think her husband at the time was friends with OJ or something like that I don't know but they had a, OJ or the Goldmans or something like that I can't yeah remember. and and I think it was Faye said that Nicole was cheating with on OJ with Catherine's husband and that Catherine just kind of looked the other way so that was the drama with them but yeah I don't know they never like you know we kind of like would scratch the surface with the OJ stuff but never like you know went full on but I don't know am, am I the only one that wants to get to know Faye Resnick outside of the OJ stuff and the book and outside of Playboy because listen yeah. when when Real Housewives of Beverly Hills started Faye Resnick was the only person that I recognized really because I had read her book yeah. I don't know what oh, that wow. says about me as a person. <laughs> but I knew Faye Resnick because, because I own her book. Huh. So, Is it good? So, it's very good. Ooh, it's okay. Very, very good. And if you ever go read Faye Resnick's book, go back after you read that and go read O.J. Simpson's book, If I Did It, and if I, I want to <laughs> tell you. And then we could do a whole episode just on that. We could do a whole book review on just on Yes, I'm super down. You're gonna have a lot of. You're gonna have. I know I have a lot of feelings. When you read, you're gonna have a lot of feelings when you read those books. Trust and believe, because I read (laughs) Faye Resnick's book, and then I, then I read his book. If I did it, and then I just recently finished his book. Ah, I want to tell you. Uh-huh. Listen, I ain't saying I'm starting a book club, but those would be the three books that I would start a book club with. That's all I'm saying. Um, so how are you feeling about the reunion down to the Beverly Hills? The Beverly Hills? I mean, it was intense. Um, I mean, it was definitely, like, watchable. It was kind of the same. I don't know. I feel like I didn't, like, retain as much as I um, 
like I need to watch it again but like I don't know I feel like people were very hard on Crystal I find Diana so frustrating but it seems like she's definitely like gonna be off the show which I mean I think is a good thing um fingers crossed yeah I don't know but I'm like I'm not sure where Kyle seems like really hate Crystal and I'm like why you know like I just don't get like really where it came from and it seems like so deep and I just don't get it um okay so when it comes to Crystal I never had an had a real issue with Crystal until this season right and even excuse me oh excuse me sorry that's what I get for drinking pineapple soda at 9 30 in the morning um the only and even throughout the season I didn't have a major issue with Crystal I just thought that the shit that she did with Sutton was some BS uh-huh. right I felt like she was trying to drag the shit with Sutton because Garcelle put her on the spot and said that no matter what Sutton would have said she would have called her out and so she tried to defend herself instead of just owning that moment and she just went in and said she pulled a Caroline Manzo and said what you did so I find a way to say that on every episode of this podcast. <laughs> don't know why. I just said this last night during an interview. I was like, I will find any reason to say that from Kim <laughs> You're garbage. Garbage. I just love that. It's right free in my mind. Um, but when it came down to this reunion a lot of things that she did pissed me off Mm -hmm. and I did a whole open letter emergency episode of my podcast to Crystal Kung Mingong (laughs) oh god yeah listen to that yeah I really think you should because I think you'll understand why people are so pissed at Crystal okay and and I'm not necessarily going to get into it here but what I'm going to say about it is that I feel like Crystal represents the stereotypical millennials who who cast themselves in woke culture in order to appear politically correct and people like her devalue the validity and the importance of the actual plights of people who experience real racism and real injustice. I feel like the same type of things that she was trying to call people out for being problem- problematic about, she was very problematic in that episode. Hmm. Interesting. I, I'll have to learn that. Yeah, I thought the, the Michael Jackson comment was very odd. I feel like that was problematic. Yeah, like, that was just very strange. Like, I don't know. How was it? How are you willing to sit here and place somebody's credibility, validity, or cancel cancelability status for lack of better words on accusations that were never proven and in fact mm-hmm. acquitted of but yeah yet, and like it's michael jackson like people are going to play his music like he's one of the most popular musicians in the world his songs are amazing like i don't know that's just a ridiculous thing to say i feel like i don't know right like i just like that she Crystal epitomizes a social justice warrior for me. I I see what you're saying, yeah. And she upsets me very deeply because I feel like 
she's the type of people who the older generations, the 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 Gen Xers and the boomers, they look at millennials like her and they stereotype all of us to be like, see, that's what we're talking about. That's yeah. the oversensitive. Those are the people that are just mad about anything. They want to complain about anything. And she invalidates the real conversations that need to be had around race. I see. Yeah, and kind of makes it like makes it so that it's a joke like yeah yeah like like you minimize an important conversation like racism and 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 calling out people making problematic statements and you reduce that down to sudden talking about how great it is seeing girls of different races sitting in a jacuzzi together you reduce the the um, conversation about actually canceling problematic people down to michael jackson who was acquitted of all charges and never found guilty of anything that he was ever accused of mm. no yeah i think that that's a really good point especially when me as a black person is watching this and i have to have real conversations around race every single day and uh-huh. i sit and watch black people get racially profiled and put in prison just based on the fact that they fit a stereotype or that they were accused of something people lose their entire careers based on the fact that they were accused of something based on the shit that crystal said at that reunion means that candy should have been canceled for the shit that portia said in season nine yeah do you get what i'm saying yeah no that makes a lot of sense stuff like that pisses me off just go and listen to the episode because Ooh, okay, i actually well, yeah. go into a lot like like there's more detail there but i wanted to just give you like yeah, what no, my I'm real feeling was yeah. about that from somebody who was heavily triggered by crystal i was oh, triggered yeah. by her because crystal represents all the all the people who claim their allies claim they are you know on the side of right but then they take these stances that minimize that that minimize the entire point and it's like mm-hmm. you're just like she gives me doing it for the woke point yeah crystal gives me somebody who has never experienced racism in real life she gives me somebody who has only experienced or learned about racism on the internet and because she's a person of color she realizes how that could apply to her and now she stands on that as a defense or a plight for her to gain sympathy from yeah I can see just my per- just my personal feelings about Crystal didn't mean to get dark there <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't mean to get but you know what there. yeah you know what I noticed that I was wondering about so at BravoCon it seems like it was you know there was no no denying that the audience loves Garcelle, Kathy and Sutton and hates Lisa and Erica and to a lesser extent Doree and Kyle and I don't know I'm so curious like you know I feel like the women seemed really affected by this you know like I wonder if even though like that's been clear as day to me that that's where the audience lies and if you're on social media at all that's super obvious but like I don't know I wonder almost as if they were living in their own bubble and suddenly are seeing it like Rena and Kyle seemed a little shell-shocked you know in their press interviews about it so I'm really curious you know like going yeah and like you know both Garcelle they started chanting like Garcelle Garcelle and same with Kathy so it's like you know interrupting like taping of watch what happens live to like chant their names you know like that's you can't deny that you can't run away and say oh it's just some group of the fans we have our fans you know oh it's so i wonder yeah 
but I wonder going in and then even Kyle was posting like oh me and my bestie Sutton you know like it's like no bitch no bitch yeah. it's not the <laughs> way you finally it's this finally week. clicked with her yeah um, but I'm so curious post and I was like Sutton wake up that bitch is not your friend <laughs> yeah Sutton you in danger girl don't you hang with that heifer but I'm so curious to see how because filming allegedly starts next month um, you know, obviously we don't know who's if Rena will be on or not, but like I'm just curious to see how kind of the breakdown of um, the dynamics work now that it's like there's no running from the fact that like the audience overwhelmingly has a favorite side, you know, and and you know see how that shakes up the group. I have a few thoughts on this, and while this makes perfect sense to me, it also kind of confuses me. It confuses me that they're so shell-shocked by this because they're so heavily engaged in social media to the point where Brenna ghost produces the show based on what she thinks the fans are going to react to on social media. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I feel like Kyle and Brenna ghost produce this show based on the fact that they know who the popular players were. They knew that Erica was a popular player. They knew that Renna was a popular player. They knew they loved Kyle. And so they've been writing off of that thought process for so long. Yeah, but like years ago. Yeah, like they never caught it. I was waiting for Kyle. That's why I don't think that Kyle is a good strategist. Like she just doesn't get who the fan... I, I think she just wants so badly to be the fan favorite when it's just like... It's not you know, gonna Kyle's happen. Kyle's relate. Yeah, like she's definitely the like protagonist of the show, and I wish that could be enough. No, um, she isn't. Because no, she is not. not. I think I think she's been setting, season. but I think she's set up as the lead. You know, she's been on the longest. Usually, people come on like you know, it was originally cast around her. Like you know, she's I set up as Kyle kind of is, the lead of it. I, I think Kyle is just the OG. Yeah she's just the OG and it starts and stops there because I don't think she's a protagonist because the way she stirred the pot this season let's go back to um that party when she tried to um ask Sutton so what happened with you and Renna and what happened in the conversation and then Sutton said I I don't want to talk about it I don't want to talk about it right now and then she proceeded to go around the entire table and ask everybody what happened until Renna was screaming across the, the um, table, cursing Sutton the fuck out. Why? Because Kyle wouldn't leave it the fuck alone. The whole reason that Sutton and Kyle are having a problem right now is because Sutton carried her drunk, um, Kyle carried her drunk ass over to a conversation that was in full blown argument between Diana and Sutton and had the nerve to question the credibility of Sutton's miscarriages because she didn't tell her about it. Mm -hmm. You spent this entire season defending Erica Jane for behaviors that you nailed Brandy Glanville to the cross for for multiple seasons. All up until the point where she said some shit you can't defend. I don't see that as a protagonist. That, that's all I'm saying. 
yeah but i don't know i wish that she but like you know she's the center diamond she's been on the longest kind of a thing like she definitely has like a clout on the show but like she's just she's you know being her yeah she's the lead so or maybe protagonist was the wrong word i apologize but yeah so oh, the no, lead, don't apologize so. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, like, you know, she had Vanderpump as the fan favorite and then finally gets her off the show, then Sutton and Garcelle and then Kathy come in and, you know, the audience just loves them so much more and she just can't like pivot, you know, like I just was waiting. I, like, I, I always assume she's going to be smarter than she really is, you know, like I was assuming yeah. like, it's very obvious, especially after last season that the fans like Kathy, Garcelle and Sutton. And Kyle would do so much better to flip over to that side and be friends with those girls, especially you have this great out. Erica's, you know, acting like, you know, what she's or her husband's accused of and, yeah. um, you know, like the um, way that she's handling the situation and the way Rena's acting. And now with Rena, um, you know, going after her yet another sister of hers. Yet like, another sister. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know what it is. Like, she just needs... I don't know. I don't like maybe their friendship really is real. I I, I don't know. I don't get why she doesn't um, flip sides. That's Unless why it's, it's like so a confusing. real friendship. That's why it's so confusing for me because she's had this history of riding the coattails of the fan favorite. First, it was Lisa Vanderpump, and then it was Rena and Erica. And then I thought that this season she would kind of get it together when Erica basically showed no remorse last season. Renna is just Renna. But she had that conversation with Garcelle about paying the bill and, you know, how that affected her and, like, mm-hmm. how that can, can you know, come across as problematic. And, and I thought that that would kind of start the building of Kyle realizing, oh, she needs a different friend group. The one thing I'll say about Kyle, this season is her last season to get it together like if this season she has the perfect out Rena has gone after yet another one of her sisters mm-hmm. Erica has gone completely past the point of defense as a friend you have the perfect out switch team do mm-hmm. it now do it now because we're not gonna let you do it later like I know this, and I thought yeah I thought that she really was you know like at the finale when she reveals Erica's publicist, um, you know, leaked the story about Kathy and all of that. Like, I really yeah. thought that that they were over. But then you see these comments of Kathy and Kyle going at it on social media. And like, I don't know. I didn't see much about the panel of Beverly Hills. But like, I don't know. Kyle was like defending Rena when she got booed. Like, you know, she was really freaked out about that. Like, I don't know. I'm just, um, I, I like, I'm kind of worried that maybe she's not done. You know, like she is still on their side so i don't know i guess we'll just have to see what happens with the reunion you know it's crazy because i've been saying all season long that the way that kyle and renna have ghost produced this season for the past however many years has backfired on them in the worst way this season it seems like they were playing the game like they usually play it and then all of a sudden like everything like but they didn't realize they were in a completely different movie. Like, it seems like they were playing Clue and they didn't realize that everybody else was playing Monopoly. Yeah. And so it seems like the game just changed or the perspective of the audience changed right up under their nose and they missed it from last season to this season. And 
Garcelle and Sutton just emerged as these fan favorites and they felt like, oh, maybe that was just like a fluke. Yeah. And so they felt like they were going to play it the the same way they've been playing it and try to, you know, change it up and switch it back. And it just got worse. It just got so much worse. So now the audience has now doubled down on their hate of Renna, Erica, and Kyle and loved Sutton and Garcelle even more. It seems mm-hmm. like everything that they tried to do this season backfired and then double backfired on them. So it surprises me that they're surprised because all the signs were there. Yeah. But then it doesn't surprise me because they do live in this bubble and I think that they live in the bubble of their own social media audiences. They probably have their pages so restricted that they don't even see the amount of hate that that is really out there for them. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I totally agree, yeah. So I feel like... Because, yeah, like, it's like, how are you surprised by that? (laughs) Yeah, like, it's so obvious to us. Every week on social media, we're talking about... Yeah. How are you surprised? So, and then even going into this season, it's like, yeah, it was there. Like, we knew, like, Garcelle is the new Supreme. Like, we said it last season. Why are y'all, why y'all gagging? So, but I don't know. I just, I just, Renna needs to go. I feel like she's the piece that is the bad She's the cubic zirconia in this batch of diamonds. And I feel like if she goes, the entire dynamic will 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 change. And I feel like I can tolerate everybody else if Renna goes. Yeah. No, and I think that she's she's like a Dorinda to me. You know, like I think she really needs at least a pause, you know. Like I think the show's just really gotten into her head. It's like she's like obsessed with it. She's having these meltdowns on social media. I do yeah. think that grief is playing a bigger part than some people are credit you know, not to say that she's always been an angel and this is new behavior, you know, but right. like I think that she definitely this is a huge loss that she's going through and I think that she needs some time to, you know, kind of get her head, you know, on straight kind of um, take some space from the show, make it not so much a part of her life. And then, you know, maybe we can talk about it in a couple years because I think that Rena can be, you know, like she's not afraid to be messy and stir things up and look bad, say whatever, you know. But yeah, I think it, she's just gotten too toxic. Um, And I really yeah. want to see Erica without like cronies, you know, like I want to see her yes. without Rena to back her up, without Diana to back her up and see how she does, you know. That's Same. what I'm really curious. And I'm I'm still interested in the Erica Jane story, you know, like she got served those papers when they were coming back from Hawaii. Like, you know, like it's still an ongoing issue. I want to see, keep seeing it play out. I feel like I want to see the end of the Erica Jane story. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, I, like, I feel like we've been caught up in the climax for two seasons yeah. now. And it's just been this situation of lawsuits and her divorce is on hold. <laughs> and I feel like we haven't really gotten to see Erica as a single woman in her single era. You know, she's mm. been having her she's been having her whole era. She's been having her thought phase. But it's been so overshadowed by her legal stuff that we haven't gotten to see her enjoy being a single woman. Yeah. So I would yeah, love to see that. Like, yeah, but and it's her, just like disgust. Yeah, it's no, we don't see her dating or anything like that, you know? Yeah. And 
But I question if it's gone too far now to where we've seen her moral character. Well, we've seen how morally corrupt Erica Jane actually is. Do yeah. we even want to see that now? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think if, if she left, it would be like, I wouldn't really be that upset. But, you know, I, I definitely like, think that she <laughs> like lacks a moral compass, you know. Like, I relate but. that. Like, I, like I, I put Erica Jane in the same vein of do I want to see Jen Shaw after prison? Yeah. Well, won't be for quite some time, it sounds like. Right. It's like, do I even want to, like, and she's, and she's out here and she pleaded guilty and she was at BravoCon and she's out here in these streets. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. And then that tagline, I'm fighting for my life, not your approval. <laughs> Famous last words famous last word but of any rate what are you looking forward to seeing across the HCU in these new housewives old housewives these current seasons what are you looking forward to let's end on something positive because it seems like (laughs) Jesus Christ these girls are crazy I know Um, I'm definitely super excited about OC um, I'm so excited for Tamara to be back. Like I said last time, she's my favorite housewife. And especially now with Heather there and Shannon there, like I think it's just going to be um, like an old, you know, like not quite fresh per se, but like it'll feel kind of like revamped again. I'm just really, really excited for for the new season. What about you? I am excited for the new season because I like this cast. I like mm-hmm. Gina and Emily. I like... Tamara, I like Heather, I like Shannon. I want to see where this goes. I want to see how this group interacts because it feels like a familiar cast, but it feels like a familiar cast with fresh faces because we know the dynamic of Tamara, Heather, and Shannon. But I want to see how these women diet, how how these women react with Gina and it and it and, and, and Emily in the mix. Mm-hmm. and see how that goes I'm dying to see Tamara and Shannon finally figure that out I'm mm-hmm. dying to see on because for some reason I feel like Tamara and Heather are going to just that's going to be the battle royale of this season 100% I don't know, yeah I don't know why I feel that way but it just feels well, like yeah. Tamara well, and Tamara Heather was... are going to be Nene and Kenya yeah well because Tamara was always the queen bee and Heather was kind of forced to be like, okay, well, I'm out to the side, but she has that kind of like, you know, like desire to be the queen bee. And last last season she was, she finally got to be kind of the star, all of that. And then the old queen bee comes back and like, you know, now it's gonna be like, how is she gonna deal with kind of giving up that crown, you know, that Tamara's definitely gonna just like snatch back. So I think that that, like watching that whole thing kind of play out is gonna be just awesome. I'm super excited. I am too. Do you think that based on how they brought Heather back, mm-hmm. based on how they announced Tamara getting her orange back, how do you think they're going to bring her back on the show? Oh, I mean, I think it'll gonna... be similar. Yeah, like like to the Heather, like, you know, like her iconic lines, like, that's my opinion. Like, did you go to Bass Lake? Like, you know, with them, you know, like those with her doing whatever, kind of like driving up or like walking up to meet with Shannon or something like that. I bet it'll yeah. start with her meeting with Shannon. Um, 
you know, to like hash things out. But I have an idea of how I wanted to start. There's a fantasy that I have in my mind. I have a fantasy that it's going to be Tamara driving in a car. She's going to leave the house, kiss Eddie, say bye to the dogs or something, do something funny, walk out of the house, get in the car. She's going to be driving and like, we're going to see a sign that says Bass Lake 90 miles. We're going to see like, (laughs) we're going to see like Puerto Vallarta 200 miles. we're gonna see just random shit about Tamara's um, journey through the show. We're gonna that see- That would be so cute, yeah. Like her driving past the bushes that she fell in two seasons ago. <laughs> and she's gonna pull up to a restaurant that she always goes to. And it's gonna be Shannon sitting there waiting for her. I just, I need that. Like I need Yeah, they that need, opening. they definitely need to go like big with it. But I, I have full confidence, especially after like the Heather Dubrow treatment she got last year, like with yes. Tamra, like, yes. They have to go balls to the walls with this, mm-hmm. in, with this entrance. They have to. And if they don't, then I'm not watching the damn season. That's a <laughs> but I, I'm watching. But give Tamra the, the respect that she deserves. She's a four-time Olympic gold medalist. Just a respect <laughs> on her name. Shit. But at any rate, I've had so much fun talking to you today. Thank you so much for coming back on the show and just chit-chatting about all the reality TV BS with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, before I go, really, really quick. How do you feel about chill breaking up or as I like to say, chill freezing over? And how do you feel <laughs> about the the um same week them trying to say that Monique and um, Chris yeah, woke yeah. up through Ashley and then they announced that she did okay well with Cynthia I think honestly like I never saw that relationship is like all that great like I'm not super surprised and like I don't know I, you could just tell like on Ultimate Girls Trip she seemed just like off and that was around the time there were he was wasn't it like like proven like he was um talking to girls in DMs and things like that like I don't know Ooh, um, no was he yeah I'm pretty sure there were definitely rumors and I want to say it was like more than like you know not necessarily he was like cheating but I want I mean don't quote me on this like I need to fact check it but I think yeah that he was like people posted screenshots at least of him talking to people in DMs or whatever um but yeah but I don't know I just want Cynthia um to be happy and you know it sucks but um you know hopefully she Maybe, you know, having some time on her own will be good for her. Um, And then with Monique and Chris, I don't know. Um, The whole thing was weird because usually, because it was like people that announced there that they were separating, right? Like it wasn't, it wasn't just like people. No, but but like people, it was like, I think people are us weekly or something like that. Like one, yeah, like there was like, yeah, like it was a little more. Yeah, so it wasn't like a Bravo and cocktails or just like some rando is saying it on the internet. Like it seemed to be legit. And then she denies it. And then Ashley says, no, it's true. And then she's like live saying it's not. Like, I don't know. It's just a little bit like of a strange situation. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It's de- And it's definitely the timing is weird. Like on, because it was on Sunday, right? It something was, like that. It was over yeah, the weekend like, because Ashley said something at, at, Bravo Khan about she spoke to Monique and she's going through some personal issues right now 
Mm-hmm. And then people made that out to be she's getting divorced. And then all of these publications came out and said that she's getting divorced in years and all of this type of stuff. And the next yeah. thing you know, she she dropped the video, said it was bullshit. And then there's audio out basically of a conversation happening at BravoCon where they tried to basically say that that's what she was saying, that she was separated. Now, I can't remember hearing her specifically say that Monique and Chris are separated filing for a divorce. She said they were going through some personal things from what I remember mm. them saying. Okay. From what I heard, That's what right? said. Hmm. Yes. But yeah, the reason know. why I think it's bullshit is because why would Monique Samuel, who just left Real Housewives of Potomac because of not just, not because of the girls, but because of the network and because of production, go and do an entirely different reality show on a whole different network. She's now the star and center peach or champagne glass, if you will, of Love and Marriage DC. Why would she announce her separation through Ashley Darby BravoCon? Yeah, well, I don't think that she would, you know, like that was her way of her initial announcement. (laughs) I just don't think that that would be like I, I don't think that now if Ashley just slipped up and said some shit. That's what I would think. Yeah. Say, I yeah. would never fuck with Ashley again. Yeah. Never fuck with Ashley again. Cause girl, like I like like to me it's one thing if you fuck around and say some shit that I said off camera, like during a scene while we're filming the show. You said some shit at BravoCon in front of yeah, ten thousand fans yeah. with camera phones girl you're done oh 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 you're done and so are we let the people know where they can find you um so on instagram and twitter my at is at deeply superfish um but mostly on youtube just search deeply superficial um yep and have videos on like deep dives into the housewives world Yes, please go and subscribe because I recommend her videos all the time. If if you listen through the episode, I bring your channel up quite often. Oh, thank you. Uh, I love, I genuinely love your channel. Your channel, Deeply Superficial, and The Real Housewives Edit are my favorite Housewives channels on all of YouTube. Like, y'all are my vibe. So make sure you go and check out that. Check out her latest videos on rookie seasons, taglines, Dubai, all the things of the things. Binge watch, leave comments, tell her that I sent you. Make sure you you subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow her on social media, but make sure that you're subscribed to the channel because that's where it counts. Bye, babe. Thank you so much. I will talk to you soon and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much, Thank love. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Talk soon, babe. All right, everybody. That was my conversation with Deeply Superficial. I hope you guys enjoyed my first reality recap, which is the official series within the series. And I hope that you guys are going to stick around and look forward to all the people that I have returning in the future Fridays. 
Listen, I love these conversations because I love talking to content creators who have specifically like Deeply Superficial avenued into the content that I've created before, such as YouTube and podcasting and things like that. But every conversation is such a gem to me and I look forward to talking to a new person every single day. And I hope you guys are going to get into all of the crazy and interesting and unique interviews that I have coming forward. So with that being said, make sure you guys subscribe to Deeply Superficial and make sure you guys go to my Instagram for the podcast, Real Reality Realness. Click the link in the bio and subscribe to all of the other content that comes with this podcast, such as my sister podcast with Megan Eady, Housewives History with Megan and Cherie. Subscribe to both of or follow both of us rather on Instagram and yeah make sure you subscribe give us five stars give us great reviews do all of the things that the thing to thank the things i appreciate you all for being here and like i say in every episode make sure you guys be real stay in reality and always bring the realness i am sheree laveau this has been real reality realness and until next time love you bye peace